Hello and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. This week's episode is also brought to you by Francois Bardot's 100% Pure Mouthwater. In a world where sugary drinks and fake spring water assault our taste buds, you need a new and refreshing drink that will not only soothe that dry throat, but also give you that good, clean, organic taste that you're looking for. Francois Bardot's 100% Pure Mouthwater is just that, mouthwater. No preservatives, no sugar, just pure water dripped from the mouth of a 25-year-old Frenchman into a handcrafted mason jar. Head on over to mouthwateriswater.com and enter the code MINDGAP at checkout to receive a custom-made mason jar and the picture of the man from which the mouthwater came. On this week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast, Justin and I have a discussion about the potential tech boom in Chicago and how it could affect the city. We then discuss the various costs of progress before talking about the corporate buzzwords we hate, and then we invent our own. We then talk about the fanaticism of Disney workers, what we could do to provide a Disney experience in our current jobs, and finally, we look at the modern institution of marriage and discuss how we could update it. Does that seem like a random smattering of topics? Well, way to go, Nancy Drew! You figured out the mystery! Now sit your ass down, take off your detective hat, and get ready to hear the sultry sounds of episode 206 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. So one of my coworkers, if something doesn't go right, she'll always go, house way. And I was like, I always think it's really funny. And I, for the longest time was like, oh, that's just a saying. That's just something that people say. What is it again? House way. House way. It's like house way. Like, hey, like, like house way. So, so, so tell me, tell me like, oh, hey, Doug, um, you know, I couldn't figure I got I locked myself out of my computer. Hey, Doug, I was trying to get into my computer, but I tried the password too many times. It was wrong. And I got locked out. House way. So what does that mean? <laughs> they would say it so much. I don't get it. She'd be like, how, Sway? How? And I was like, cool. I get the context of this. Like, I get it. And she said it again today. And I finally was like, I think that's really cool. I was like, I'm going to sound as white as possible. That sounds like a really cool colloquialism. Say, that's pretty nifty. That's pretty snazzy. Which I go, what's it come from? <laughs> I was like, I've heard you say that for months. Like, yeah. what is that? Apparently, it was from an interview with Kanye West and Sway. Okay. And it, it and she played it for me today, and it should have been a Doug Watchers listens to awkward audio because it was Kanye being a complete and fuck, fucking total asshole to Sway. He was just basically, like, shouting his ear off. And at one point, like, it's Sway, because it's Kanye being Kanye, you know, over-talking and yeah. screaming and shouting. At one point, you know, Sway basically goes, well... 
maybe you could put a pause on things and tell them, you know, what you want to do. How, Sway? <laughs> How? It was just like, good Lord. It was hilarious. Our listeners are going to love all of this. The way he screamed it was it's like. killing my ears. Is it? <laughs> I, I'm turning away. I'm moving away. You taught me that. I, I did. Not necessarily directly, but I watched you. You watched me. I was like, that's what I should do. <laughs> so you're not like, God damn it. I got to anticipate and turn down. Right. And it's just like, I was like, oh, let's look away. But I'm also shouting into your mic kind of. But, well, you know. You know. So she's just, how, Sway, how? Yeah. And I just thought it was a really funny thing and, and how awkward it was listening to that exchange because um, he's just such an asshole, like, through and through. He's, he's, he's such an asshole. He's like, I'm Shakespeare in the flesh. I, I was like, dude, oh, what? Dude, what, like, what, what are you talking about? I, we could pull up literally any Kanye video for you and, oh, yeah. and for Doug Watch's awkward videos. Any Kanye video because the amount of references that he's made of himself, like, I am the next whatever. I am a whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just mwah, fucking beautiful. Because there's something to be said where, like, he is an incredible artist. Like, he was an incredible artist. He was an incredible. Absolutely. He was an incredible artist. I will Past not tense. I will not argue that. <laughs> I think I here's what I like I think when Kanye first came out and up to I'm trying to remember was it late registration or I can't remember what album it was Enema but of the state. That was the one. Yes. Yep. Uh <laughs> um up to a certain point I think he truly was like I breaking ground and just like Absolutely. The, like the the way he was putting rhymes together. He had the sickest beats alive. Yeah, man. Uh, no, but the way he would put rhymes together, the way mm-hmm. he would like make rhythms happen, just even vocally, were were insane. Like basically the same thing that Eminem did. Like sure. he would he would Eminem is a way of like putting syllables together. You're like, what the fuck did you just do? Yeah. And I think Kanye started there, but I think Kanye got. I think he subscribed to his own hype. Yeah. And it just the last couple things that I've heard from him personally. I just haven't. I'm like, yeah. You know what? I feel like you're you're playing the role of Kanye now, and it's it's just it's it's lost it for me. You to, know, to quote uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he got lost in his own museum. You know, very, Thank very you. well done. Thank you. Uh, uh, we got a good chat going so far. Uh, Water speech is here. Uh, we have the second message here. Greetings and salutations. The Black Pants Legion greets you. Hey, Mr. Tex. So awesome. Thank um, you so much for joining. And honestly, big shout out to Tex. Uh, my brother mentioned uh, Tex on um, the, the episode he was on recently talking about Space Station 13. And Tex is uh, one of the great YouTubers out there who provides hilarious content of the game. Highly recommend you guys go and check him out. And also, shout out from my brother, who is a giant fan of yours, Tex. Uh, he was the one that showed me. He literally, when he came to visit me, he's like, we got to watch this video and this video. And this is the one where he's the chief of security. And it was, it was absolutely wonderful. Very entertaining. Thank you for all you do for America. And that's really... What it's all about. We salute you. We salute you, sir. So, uh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so he said, uh, J- Jared's on too. He said, love the Spidey shirt, Doug. Oh, thank you. So there you go. Um, I don't know why I had to rub my nipples while I did that, but you're welcome. I think I anytime that you take praise because of a Spidey shirt, you're obligated to rub your nipples. Or anytime you get praise. You know? I mean, in, in general. Hey, dude, great presentation. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> really appreciate ah! it. You know, 
<laughs> Dude, you do a great job lifting those boxes. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be a bit for the rest of the show. <laughs> Visual bits for a podcast, more for the Twitch folks, but uh, whatever. My God. Uh, Tech says he's a very mediocre YouTuber at best. Delusions of adequacy. <laughs> I like I like a man that's humble. Congratulations, sir. Uh, he said, I did have to correct for the record a statement made about my channel and SS13 Madness, if you ever wished. I mean, okay. please feel free. Uh, you know, chat away, whatever corrections, uh, you know, omissions, anything you have to say. I don't think we got anything wrong. We never do. No. But we, are f- we, we will accept your feedback and we will incorporate accordingly. We will uh, beat the shit out of our intern and our researcher. Kevin! Kevin! Don't fuck him again! He's a YouTuber! He's important! Right. All right, Kevin. Sorry. Kevin will get beaten more off Mike, but yes. Um, Emotionally. Absolutely. Not physically. Sure. We can't let his college know, but... <laughs> Horse. That's the third time now we've recorded where I made some sort of un- just, just not planned horse noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Good God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I want to talk about today. I had a... Uh, came across, I, I subscribed to a, a tech newsletter mm-hmm. um, that for some reason I get very infrequently. I don't, I've not yet been able to figure out the release of this. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to say it's like once a month, but I feel like I've gone like two, three months without it coming into Dear my Dear technical publication. Right. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned, it's consistency and, is king. Ma- and getting and king. Yes. So just Text a little bit of tell feedback. You, consistency is king. Consistency Anytime you put in content out. king. Yes. Um, Can you imagine that? It's like, oh, I'm going to get a newspaper. When? I don't know. I don't know. They vary. It it does come eventually. It's Sometimes it's in three days. Sometimes it's it's 13. I don't know. It uh, gets here when it gets here. Uh, Snowtrog, welcome back. Snowtrog. What's up, pal? Um, <clears throat> so um, in, this, in this thing, there was an article talking about a, a company who's adding a bunch of jobs to Chicago mm-hmm. and how they're, they're taking over a new building. And they're going to have this influx of jobs coming to the city. And that led me to start thinking about... Other places, like we almost got, we were in the running for the Amazon HQ, right? Or mm-hmm. HQ2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost out to that, but a lot of people were saying that's a great thing because anywhere where big companies like that set up, tend, the city tends to just go right in the shitter. <laughs> and so what, I, what was interesting to me is reading this. And so it said that this company uh, is planning, uh, by 2022, it plans to have over 6,000 Chicago-based employees and tens of thousands of others around the world. Um, Salesforce uh, is planning on adding 1,000 jobs in Chicago in the next five years, and they're going to set up shop at a new 57-story building on the riverfront. And then Google, Facebook, uh, Salesforce again, huge players amongst many that are starting to really explode here in Chicago and really Mm. ramp up. And so I'm actually a little concerned about Chicago falling victim to basically what happened in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people used to love San Francisco, and now... No one has a nice thing to say about it, even San Franciscans. Well, Water Speech, I know you're kind of up in that area. We'd love to hear from you about what you think uh, in that regard uh, as far as, as how that stuff goes. But, yeah, I know it has a reputation of yeah. being cost of living is through the roof. And, and not to mention you've got, uh, you know, all sorts of – like I know the Google transportation stuff and, right. and things like that. And I know that city has a culture of unto itself – in that regard, but uh, has has like places like Austin, which have seen the boom, have they really suffered from things like that, or are they still kind of new to that? I feel like Austin. I I, I don't know. I didn't do the research on Austin specifically. Um, I feel well, like when I here. went <laughs> again, anything we say though will be accurate. 
True. Um, That's true. When I, I don't know. When you, we both were in Austin this year. So what I'll say about that is that I did feel like there were some uh, parts of Austin that I was like, I feel like this used to be a really nice part of Austin, but maybe not so much now. I feel like it may have seen some of the same mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. What did you think when you went to Austin? There's a lot of homeless people there. There you go. So that's one of the homeless people. That's there. one of the things in San Francisco that they're dealing yeah. with now is the homeless population. People getting evicted, gentrification because mm-hmm. the cost of living is so fucking high yeah. that people making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year at a tech company are sharing a, yeah. a, an apartment with four other roommates because they can't make rent. Yeah, you know, they just something I read was that in May of this year, the median market rent for a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco hit thirty seven hundred dollars. Ugh, for a one fucking bedroom. Ugh, right. Oh, man. Think about that, man. That's gross. Right? That's super For a gross. one bedroom. That's an all-time high. That's insane. Highest in the country. Man, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? I feel like there's uh let's see. Oh, oh, in uh, in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Amazon's uh, this is something I pulled from an article here they were writing about different places. Amazon's downtown headquarters in Seattle had a has had a huge growth spurt, but uh real estate costs inflating in seattle mm-hmm. uh actually beth and i were we've just been looking randomly at around the country like if we were to move where and we looked in seattle fucking ridiculous prices of homes mm-hmm. ridiculous traffic apparently is getting out of control in seattle there's gridlock sure. everywhere homelessness is on the rise and uh out of the see the 53 biggest and most tech focused metro areas uh have accounted for over three quarters of the nation's employment growth since 2015 mm-hmm. but uh, just over, they account for just over half the population. So half the population is not see, like it's it, these these cities are these cities are seeing a growth and seeing attention given to them that a they can't handle and b are actually throttling other parts of the country. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and so my concern is that Chicago is going to get because we've already seen like it, like the city. Is is almost to the point now, and I'm just starting to to realize it. But it's getting to me to the point where it's becoming almost uncomfortable. Yeah, and I know you felt that way for a while. Mm-hmm. I hate people. Well, that's a given. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we do this. Just you and I in a basement. <laughs> it's not a basement. It's the party room. Sorry, the party room. <laughs> that's what I call my basement. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know. That, it's always like, what's the cost of progress? And most of the time, people are like, I'm willing to pay that, but they're not really paying it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm all for AI right. because I don't see AI <clears throat> taking my job anytime soon. I'm like, yes, automate. Make things easier. Sure. How great would it be to have self-driving trucks that drive across the country safely, in theory, so that you don't have to – things will – constantly be shipping ideally it would cost less right like once it gets standardized you don't have the the risk of um you know truck drivers you know uh, going longer than they should right falling asleep at the wheel having yeah. you know like, judgment, sure everything's yeah. good and and, and and doing all that sort of stuff like that that's a wonderful advancement for that industry sure um but it's going to cost a lot of jobs in the process as yeah. that stuff slowly gets phased in you know things like you know coal you know, coal is not an efficient, you know, uh, form of fuel. So eventually it gets phased out for something better, but it always comes at a cost. Right. So tech jobs are great, right? That means there's more growth in the city. It means more companies are coming in. This means they're spending ideally more people are there. It's, it's going to boost the economy, but 
if the drive is so much that it then increases cost of living and it all of a sudden starts forcing stuff out and it creates sort of this backlash. And not to mention that, I mean, you know, at one point in time, Chicago was up for the Olympics. Absolutely. And, and we all know that most Olympic cities, people are people who get Olympic bids. Those, those cities are, there, there's a lot well. of areas that are in destitute. Yeah. Yeah. And part of me was like really excited about that because I was like, sweet, the Olympics. And I was like, oh, we could probably handle it. <laughs> We've had the World Cup here before and stuff like that, but it would basically be a giant nightmare for five weeks as the Olympics were here. And I think it's, it'd be the same thing. Like, slowly we're going to progress into something like that. And it can be a real danger if we don't prepare for that. We don't look at the things. And, and let's face it, Illinois is not a great financially secure state. That's the other thing is that, I mean, we're... we're <laughs> Which is probably why they're like, please come in! Please come in. Right, but again, that's a short-term That's exactly. a short term thing. Like, right, so Uber and Lyft with the ride-sharing services. Like, this, like again, short-term, they wanted to bring these in, and, and it's supposed to offset the cost of cabs and help provide more opportunity for people to, A, earn, and B, you know, get cheaper modes of transportation. But in the city, so taxi cabs are, there's, there's a law limiting how many medallions can be in the city at, at, at a given time. So you limit the amount of cabs, thus limiting congestion. There's no limitation. There's no rules, legislation in, in place to limit the amount of Uber and Lyft drivers. Mm-hmm. So we have seen an influx. There are over 67,000 rideshare drivers in the city of Chicago at any given point. Are we number one? I don't know if we're number one, but that's a fucking insane amount of cars to put. That's 67,000 more cars coming in and out of the city. Well, I think we should try to be number one if we're not. I mean, if you're not number one, you're a loser. If you're not number right? one, you're, you're you're last fucking place. There is no number two. If you're not you're first, last fucking place. If you're not first, you're last. That's right. No fear. <laughs> Hoorah. <laughs> Hoorah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, that's like, to me, that's, again, there was no, for, there was like, oh, let's just do this thing. It'll be great. No thought put into it. No regulations put into it. And now, like. Good fucking luck getting anywhere in the city. Like, you drive down Michigan Avenue, there's like 17 dumb dicks just double parked, letting people on or off or getting letting yeah. people in or out. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think um, there's always – these are the things about economics. whole bunch of people just fell asleep as I said right? that word. Oh, man, our viewer count just dropped. Oh, man, no one cares. <laughs> it's the unintended consequences of this. Consequences of this stuff that, oh, always, my God. that always fascinates me. Yeah. That's the thing about econ that always just – I was like, oh, whoa, because – if you do this, then this happens, and then this happens. And, like, the idea of, like, Uber and Lyft. No one considered, oh, it's, it's feasible. There's aren't, there aren't restrictions. You know, I believe, again, as far as, you know, cabs and stuff like that, that's generally – is that government-regulated and government-owned or – or is that I'm trying it's to think not, of it's not owned and regulated, but the, the it's the, heavily regulated by the city. The city, yeah, yeah says so. basically there's this many medallions. So between the companies, you can apply for, you can get medallions, but there's only yeah. there are only so many medallions medallions allotted to be to drive in the city. And it's the same thing happened with Airbnb, right? You know, you had some stuff that absolutely, ran into that. yeah. Because really, what happens is the, the the government starts getting a little annoyed when there's money being made and taxes aren't being paid, right? Uh, you know, same thing happened with like um, you know. Online purchases, taxes was a really gray area. Where do you pay taxes? Because it's where is it being sold, right? Because we hadn't talked about that before. Right. You go buy something down at the store. You are at that county in that state, right? You know. But if I'm buying something online, is it was the same thing. It's like, well, where are the servers, right? Because the servers then determine where the tax that's rate where, is. That's technically where the purchase was made, and yeah, <laughs> it goes into this weird gray area yeah. where we have to figure that stuff out. So. 
it's interesting. The thing is, I'm sure people may or may not be considering, probably not considering the long-term effects. This is a great sort of like, we brought jobs to the city. Right. Vote for me. Again, you, know? you sit you sit there and see that. You're like, oh my God, Like this one is going to have 67,000 total jobs. We're getting 600 in the next X number of years. And Salesforce is adding 1,000 in the next five. And mm-hmm. holy fuck, that's amazing. And it's all going to be on the riverfront. And it's right downtown and amazingness. Mm-hmm. But again, like you've got all these incubators, you've got all these startups, you've got all these like all these things. All that does is just add more congestion. It actually it drains the infrastructure of the city. It drives housing prices up. In our neighborhood, there are one no sorry there are studios that are going for up to twenty one hundred dollars for a fucking studio. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. They just built a seventy something story uh, uh, the Nema down -hmm. in our neighborhood and. Like again, that one you can get like a one bedroom for like twenty five, twenty seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I mean, what's a and condo it's go? Full. A condo is it's like fucking full. Half a million easy for a condo. Like yeah, it's it's it's. And there it, was another there was another article I read that talked about condos in New York and mm-hmm. on like part like a I thought it was a Park Avenue or something. They would say basically the cost of a condo. They went to other cities and they were like, here's how many homes you could buy. <laughs> For the cost of a single, yeah. like one or two bedroom condo in New York's ex neighborhood, yeah, and it was like, and there was one, there was one uh, city in uh, the states, and it wasn't, it was small, but it wasn't like, you know, town of four, like mm-hmm. it was, it was something, but it, you could own a hundred homes for the same cost, like that's fucking insane to charge mm-hmm. that amount of money for one space. Yeah, I mean that's why I kind of enjoy the booms in places like Austin. Yeah, because Austin. Like, there's still, it's not a huge city. It's big, but it's not massive in a sense of like you could still go and find an affordable home outside in, in the suburbs and stuff like that. And for a fraction of the cost that right. you pay for stuff around here, you can get like four bedrooms, three baths, all that sort of shit. So I don't know. I, I guess kind of like um, wrapping my head around this, like, I'm, all, I'm, I'm glad there's jobs. I'm glad there's opportunity, you know, for someone who's, you know, always looking for the next opportunity and stuff like that. That's exciting to know that. That, that kind of growth is happening, especially for some of those companies, which I like. I yeah. think they're great. Um, but they're, they're, that is a strong concern is what are we going to do or what are the unintended consequences right. that we could possibly take a look at and see you know, down the road? But I think, I think a lot of it, too, falls – the onus falls on the companies mm-hmm. because there's a lot of – I know like when, when everything happened in San Francisco, there was – a lot of people got pissed off because they weren't – the companies were – pulling resources, but they weren't putting back into, they weren't giving a lot. And so there are in some places that are starting to get some tech companies coming in. I think, I think Philadelphia is one of them. Uh, companies that are coming in are like putting like this company pledges a million dollars to put back into, you know, this thing or this mm-hmm. other thing that they're pulling resources from, or, you know, so if companies are coming in and doing that in Chicago, <clears throat> I think they need, they need, the city needs to make sure they are, they understand what's coming into their city, but the, the companies themselves need to have the foresight to go, we're going to come into the city, but we don't want to trash this city. We don't want to just come in and make this city uninhabitable. So we need to invest back into basically this community that we're going into. Yeah. I think the like onus a, comes back onto the, the company. That sounds like one of those, uh, Reddit posts, those prompts, those writing prompts in this fictitious world where <laughs> companies are going to give back <laughs> in a way that actually doesn't benefit them. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that sounds great. I but again, see... long term, it would benefit the company. It would. You know? Sure. It, it, like, I just, I feel like people are so short-sighted. Oh, of course. I mean, you got to crunch the numbers on that and be like, well, if we invest in the community and then therefore there's too many variables in that regard. Yeah. I think that would, they'd be like, 
it's, it's it'd be a PR move. Yeah, is what it'd be because at the end of the day, gotta make that money, y'all. You gotta, gotta make pay that rent. Stacks on stacks on stacks. You gotta on pay stacks. that rent. Yeah. You gotta scale. You gotta <laughs> optimize. You gotta have good optics. You know, you gotta make sure that the message is clear. You know, all those other gross. <laughs> All those buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah. All you those- gotta reduce churn. <laughs> do you think though, do you think that Can I stop you real second? Please. Real quick. What's your least favorite corporate buzzword? Oh what's shit. What's your least favorite? I mean synergy always comes up for me. Synergy I feel like is like an it's like the nickelback right. of corporate words. Like it's been around and people just like to kick it around. It's like synergy, but right. I feel like that's I think that one's old now. Yeah. Like what's I keep hearing <sighs> scale. We got to scale, guys. Cross we scale. Cross pollinate. Whoa, I have not heard that one. Yep. Is that like cross train? It is very much not. <laughs> because it doesn't do it does you no good for your body. <laughs> that is What's cross how does cross pollinate? So like you got to cross pollinate between these departments. Oh. Cross pollination. Oh. So this department works with, it's basically the new synergy. Oh. It's this department no, it's works not. with this department no, and we get cross pollination. No, synergy is like you know, we come together, we, 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 we mold our bodies, we, we synergize, whereas cross-pollinate's like, I'm going to go fart. You did not just define synergy, I'm going to go fart in your office, and then, <laughs> wait, that's, that's crop dusting. We need to that's crop right. dust. We need to crop dust at these departments. You know what? Okay, here's a challenge for you. Uh-huh. In your next meeting, try to drop something like that. See oh. if you can, with a straight face, be like, all right, guys, what we need to do, I mean, really, we need to kind of circle the wagons, right? We need to get our ducks in a row. We've got to crop dust a little bit, and we've got to figure out how we're going, and just go right over it. I love it. Um, a, a, we we should invent one that you and I are going to take back and to try our to, to try to drop and just try to do in any meeting oh, and just say shit. it with such a straight. It's got to be vague enough that people aren't going to be like, okay, crop dusting. We all know what that yeah, relates yeah, yeah. to. But something like cross pollinate that's kind of gross, right? But could still work. Can we can we somehow work the word moist in there? Oh, that's a tough one, man. Right? That's a tough one. Um. But th- there's two of them that I really don't like. Also, okay. socialize, okay, and evangelize. Ooh, what like, is? I don't know. Use those in context. <laughs> so or define them. All right, we've got this new process, guys. I want you to get out there. I want you to socialize this with all the other departments. So make people aware of it. Basically, spread the word. Socialize. Oh boy. Evangelize is a little more hardcore than that. You got to go out there and you got to stake your claim and you got to make sure that people are on board. Like you're you're thumping the Bible on that. I've one. seen people. Whose titles are like uh, IT evangelist? Nope, nope. I don't like it. I was like, do you mean like TV evangelist? Like they are essentially kind of the person that goes out and goes, "Hey guys, we got a new product. Jimmy, get over here, sit on my lap. We're gonna run through it together, and by the time we're done, I need you to feel the power of this new process. Check out this new button." Are you with me, Jimmy? Are you with me? Let's change our work relationship. Come over here on my lap. You know, like... Cross-pollinate on my lap. On my lap. Just, oh, what everyone says... Maybe it's an it evangelist. Maybe they're, like, really pro the movie It. I love Pennywise. Right. I hate kids. Right. So, I mean, say no more. Allow me for a minute to evangelize to you about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's That's gross. I don't like this. And I've... when I see that is such a loaded word, loaded word. Yeah, evangelize. We're going to have just get that out of the workplace, man. Get that out of the workplace. It does not need to be. Nope. It might as well be like 
Guys, we're going to crucify this idea. Yep. Okay? We're Absolutely. We're going to crucify it right now. Well, we're going to get it off the table. Can we just say we don't want to do that? Right. Guys, I really like this plan, but it's got a bunch of stigmata. Do you mean it's got holes in it? <laughs> hey, can someone stigmata my ID for me? I just want to make sure that it's, it's solid. I'm sorry. You want me to poke holes in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stig- please. Stigmata it. Stigmata it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should, should that be it? Yeah. Just, should we try to work stigmata into uh, our... Stigmata. <laughs> that may be a little too... All right, fine. We're, we're, we're getting there. I like, we're, work, we're working our way there. We're getting there. Uh, real quick, as we're thinking about this, uh, we have uh, a, a new person. A, uh, oh, it's not adult moment. It's a dull moment. Hi, Drew. Hot Drew. Welcome. Yep. Uh, this podcast. Adult moment. <laughs> I saw them like adult moment. Cool. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is certified organic and gluten free. It's also locally sourced. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> if you're watching listeners to this, when this comes out, we'll have no idea what that means. Yep. If you're watching the stream right now, mm-hmm. uh, you would understand it. So, you know, get on the stream. Get on the stream. That's all I got to say. Follow us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash podcast. Oh, wait, there it is. Mm. Get on the stream. Get on the stream. You guys need to get on the stream. Guys, we really got to get on the stream on this. That's what it is, 100%. (laughs) Guys, I need you on the stream. Are you with me? That's it. All right, it's on the stream. Get on the stream. That's like, um, I want your your buy-in. That's another one. Exactly, yeah. Guys, I need you on my stream. Oh, my God. If I had a fucking... If I had a penny for every fucking time in the last couple months that I've heard the word buy-in... All right, because we got to get buy-in. I, oh my god it drives me you're right that one drives me up a fucking wall stakeholders stakeholders yeah. yes. yes oh jesus you know we gotta just we gotta check in with those stakeholders get that buy-in <clears throat> get gotta, on my stream we gotta get him we gotta get him on the stream man that is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna i i think that's very feasible yes that's very feasible Absolutely. to say that i have an i have a department meeting next thursday yes i am going to Help me remember okay, to yeah. do this, where I have to try and be like, guys, I want to make sure we're all on the same stream here. Okay? Are we all on the same stream? Right. Bonus. It's, it's like the, the, the game from Super Trooper saying meow. Yeah, exactly. It's like, That's how many times do you say it without people saying, I'm sorry, did you just say stream? Get on my stream, bro! Get on the stream. And, and, and as, uh, as people are jumping in here, never cross the stream. Never. Never cross the streams. Cross the streams. The streams. And uh, also, feel the warmth of the stream. Okay. I like where this is going. Keep it up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Water speech. I couldn't agree more that corporations are cults. Couldn't agree more. Doug has really, an issue with that. No, I'm really, but I couldn't I'm agree really more. Like it depends. Like because some are more cultish than others. But really, you're right in a certain degree. Like the good ones are cults. People, because people, because you get that buy-in. You get it's you're people, evangelized. Right. People jump on the stream, or people get on the stream. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, the most successful companies all rally around a focus, a vision, and they're all, for lack of a better phrase, bought in. They're in it to win it. The ones that are less successful are fragmented. Some people are just there. Some people don't believe in it. They don't push it. Or they're kind of lost. They don't have that, that thing that they're striving towards. So whatever. But I, I think that's actually a really good point. Think of the... And I mean, think of, I mean, Disney's a cult, right? I mean, I think that's an extreme example. Uh, if you get well, in there, it's like, you are here to create magic. Right. If you're not a wizard, then fuck you. And if you don't, if you break the, if you break this, this facade that we've built, you will be punished. Fiercely. Fiercely. We yeah, will, like, we what, will remove your furry head. Like, what, isn't it like, um, I think in this new Star Wars area, people are essentially, workers are in character all the time. I think it's anywhere. 
From what well, I've heard, is that you, you're, it doesn't matter. Specifically, like, because, I mean, if you go up to a, a hot dog vendor, they're like, hi, they're going to create the magic in their own way, but they're not going to be like, hello, I'm Jim the Hot Dog Man. I don't ever want a hot dog vendor to create the magic before I get a hot dog from <laughs> Wait a minute. Please. Let's, let's unpack this a little bit. I don't want bit. to unpack this a little bit. He's like, welcome to the hot dog stand. Are you ready for some magic? No, sir. Nope, I just want a hot dog. You What's know what? What's this behind your ear? Whoop, it's a hot dog. I'm no Sir, longer. you are not wearing gloves. I'm no longer hungry. I don't want to do this. Where are your pants? <laughs> I'm going to turn this cow into a hot dog. I'm going to leave. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? He's making hot dogs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I think I remember reading in the new Star Wars section of the park, it was like no matter where you were, they're in the they're decked out yeah. and because you know, there's like different areas of the park where people are doing different stuff, but they are legit in character all the time. And yeah. I think that would be crazy. Just bonkers. But in a good way, too, because it creates that environment. I saw this amazing video. environment, but fuck, man. Did fucking have to be in that all the time? You gotta want day? it. Nah. I don't think anyone wants it. I think people are doing it because it's a paycheck. Well, for some people, like there was a guy, uh, there was a girl that went to the park that was, Loki was her favorite ca- character. She okay. dressed up like Loki, like a really convincing. This girl was like. Like Loki. She was Loki. She was, she was Loki. She was like five. And so. Um, she, too young to be Loki. Loki's she met older. the guy who was playing Loki, the character of the park, and he gave her like a personal tour around as really? Loki. And it was one of the coolest things. That's pretty cool. Because he's like, follow me. And he was like doing all this stuff. And he walked by some Wakandan like bodyguards. And because they're in character, they immediately give him like the side eyes. He walked by. He's like, ladies. And they're just like, he's like, what? <laughs> they're like, that's Loki. He's up to no good. They just assume that he was up. Like that kind of stuff I yeah. think is amazing. That would be fun to play. Basically, you're improving. Oh, 100%. But to know that if you break character at all, you're dead. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You will I mean, become the hot dog for the hot dog. Vendor. Well, you, they'll find someone else right. that's going to do that. <laughs> it's simple as that. Yeah. I mean, how, how bad do you, do you want to do that? I think it, it would be fun for a short stint. Yeah. <clears throat> After a while, I mean, I don't know. There's something, because that's the thing I love about that environment is they give you the freedom to do something creative and fun. Yeah. Like, they really give you that opportunity to be like, literally, we are empowering you to make something special happen. Yes, but again, like it amazes me how much buy-in you have at Disney. It amazes me how much buy-in. Of course, absolutely. I mean, I'm a Disney evangelist. <laughs> I know this to be true. I know this to be true. Again, like you're making it sound like it's just this amazing, a magical thing. I guarantee you, the majority of the people down there are hate their jobs. Well, then maybe they should just get different jobs. There Am I right, is. America? There it I always is. love that. Just get a good <laughs> job. Okay. You know, there's the door. Yeah. If Door's want... right there. Yeah. And I mean, I have no doubt that it is a hellacious place to work because they work your ass off. Yes. Work your ass off. But at the same time. And I guarantee you, you're not making that big of money. Not, not, not that much bank. Not. But at the same time, like I've been in corporations that work your ass off and don't empower you to do jack. So at the very least, at the very least, you're at a company that's like, I want you to work your ass off, and I, and I give you the power to make someone's day. And that is something that's missing in a lot of really shit jobs. I would agree with that last statement, yes. <laughs> I like agree the, with that last statement. It's like the ending of Seven, where he's like, Ernest Hemingway once said the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the last part. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, I, I mean, I've firsthand witnessed, like, the stuff that people, like, the little treasures that only a handful of people are going to notice. Sure. Uh, a perfect example is when I was down there, my wife and I were both wearing uh, our Flash t-shirts. We happened to match for the day. We're like, I want to fuck it. And we went to the, the park, and we walked by one of the uh, vacation club guys. And he was like, oh, check it out. It's the Flash. And we came by back later. He goes, oh, my God, how many times, how many times have you guys just gone around? Like, you must be going so fast to the point where the third time we went by, we ran past him. <laughs> Just to show, I go, you ready to do this? I go, let's, let's, let's play with him a little bit. And we just go, nee, 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 nee. we ran past him. Like, yeah. he, in, he inspired us to be nerds. Right. And run past him in our Flash shirt. Now, did he get fired because the Flash is not a Disney property? Uh, no. Oh, that reminds me. He should have. No. He should have been fucking shit canned. Give it time. <laughs> it's a part of the 40-year plan. They're going to fucking assimilate DC. <laughs> why not, Justin? Why not? All right, why not? Why not? And then they'll make it great. <laughs> And then they're going to go, all right, stand back. Feige! Yeah. Unfreeze him. <laughs> We're getting back to work, Feige. We're going to Feige it out! <laughs> um, well, one of my, another one of my favorite moments, I was wearing my Captain America shirt, and I was getting on a lame-ass ride, the people mover, <laughs> because I needed to rest my feet. Uh-huh. I was like, let's just get on this. And as I was getting on, it was slowly going around, and there was an attendant that was just making sure everyone's... Uh, you know, seats and stuff, or belts, seat belts and stuff are going, and she just kind of leans in. She goes, "Hail Hydra," as I went by, and I was like, "Yes, you get it." That like, I will give you that. That is fucking awesome. I'm like, God damn it! Like they that's fucking, fucking awesome. I, God damn it! I was on a cruise, and there was this wacky guy who did a lot of fun stuff. Not an employee, just a wacky guy. Just yeah. kidding. No, he was he was one of the He's just yeah event directors. He was certifiable. And uh, someone had dropped their sandal into the pool. And he goes, I'll save you. And in his full clothes, dove into the pool, came out soaking wet, and proceeded to give CPR to, <laughs> to the, sandal? the sandal. He's like, I won't quit on you. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing mouth to mouth. He goes, it's okay. Hands it. Walks off. To change. Probably. Yeah. But that, can you do that kind of shit at your job, Justin? I could. <laughs> like, I could. I could do something like that. Yes. <laughs> what would be the equivalent of something you could do to make someone's day at your job? That would be oh. like the equivalent of something like that at Disney. Like, what could you do? Easy, Doug. Okay. I, on me. I answer the phone in under 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and I provide <laughs> platinum-level service. Which looks like what? Answer. Shh. Answer. <laughs> Answering the questions that they have and perceiving the questions they didn't even know they had, thus preventing them from having to call back in later in the day. Maybe teaching them something they didn't even know that the software could do. And then, they, and then I let them go. And then I say, God be with you. I t- tearfully. I say, it's time now. It's Our time, time now. has ended half a day later. But if later. you need anything else, I will keep this case open, and you can email me directly with anything. He sets a, a rule that says, email address, auto forward to trash. To trash. <laughs> to Rob. Uh, yeah, that would be it, man. I had a guy. Uh, I would make their fucking days. On a, I'm going to come back to that. Right. I have a guy that... We, people used to send a lot of like silly emails around like in a big group email. Yeah. And there was a guy on my team who would get really annoyed with it. So he would send a screenshot of him 
auto forwarding his like he of him putting the rule to garbage, basically saying, "I'm leaving this. I will not be part of this anymore." I maybe laugh every single time. Every single time. That's amazing. Because he'd just be like, he, there was nothing in it. It's just a screenshot right. of him being like, auto rule. Super passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Basically like, I'm done here. Right. You can stop putting me on these because I will not get any more. Yeah, <laughs> Whenever but, they happened, it was just boop. But the best part is, is that he'll see uh-huh. the unread messages in his garbage, in his trash just tick up. Like for me, that would still bug me. Oh, our, our, I've seen people with garbage full of like 3,000 messages. So it's all good. There is someone at my office who will remain nameless who has over 19,000 unread inbox emails. Oh, boy. Have you seen that people's phones? I thought like, it drives me nuts. I'm like, why? Just disconnect that. <laughs> You're not going to get through any of those. What are we doing at this point? What are we doing here? All right, I want to go back to you know your amazing customer service that's oh, yeah. been provided your job. Absolutely. So I'm sure it's hard to fathom in a regard of like what sort of Disney level service could you provide Doug, in what you do? I'm pretty sure I just answered the question. You said a word and just kind of brushed off a platinum service. What is platinum service like? Oh, Doug, it's platinum service is better than gold service. <laughs> I, apparently, on the periodic table yep. of, of corporate hierarchies. It's, it's not quite diamond level. What's the difference between platinum and diamond? One level. <laughs> Next Next question! You're I could the, teach a master class on this. You're playing the Doug game right now, and I like it. <laughs> I like it. You see what I have to live you with? You see what I'm doing for the last 206 <laughs> episodes? Um, no, I get that. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it would be in, in my regard. <clears throat> Platinum level service, joking aside, is uh, it's undefinable, Doug. It's, it's unattainable? It's unattainable. You, you can't define it. It's, it's like just the something fifth level feel. of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, self-actualization. Absolutely. You, you strive for it, but you're never there. It's what the Buddhists like to say. As a timeout. Is a time's <laughs> platinum level <laughs> service. <laughs> uh, no, it's something that we always talked about. It's just, it's, it's, it's that level, it's the white gloved service. It's, it's, it's better than any other customer. So it's the best. You call into a customer service line. It's the best service you've ever received. So it's kind of like a Zappos. I don't fucking know, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm relating it to Zappos. I'm switching gears to Zappos yeah, because they're sure. a call center. Yep. For shoes. Yep. And they're amazing. And they're amazing. Yep. And they can make that happen. So we're good Zappos. So, so just copy that. That's it. That's all you got to do. Maybe uh, go back, get some people on your stream, evangelize a little bit, you know. Get some people, uh, you know, get some key stakeholders on on on, on the stream, and uh, you know, reduce that churn, and you'll be right. good to go. Cross pollinate, cross pollinate, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, real quick, Comic Con. Uh, Drew says Comic Con starts on Thursday. Are we going? In San Diego? Yes. No. Sorry, Drew. Doug says no. We can't go. Uh, do Disney employees have to live <laughs> at Disney in barracks? Water speech wants to know. Uh, I think it depends. Uh, I think some of the folks that are there as um, I know some people that went down there for like an internship or yeah. something and they were different characters and they basically did have dorms or the, barracks. The people who them. play the green, Ar- green army men from Toy Story, mm-hmm. they have to stay in barracks. Obviously. Yes. In character. Uh, Jared wants to know the difference. Oh, he's saying the difference between platinum and diamond. I've never seen a video game made of diamond. I don't get that. Is that a video game thing? Because there's like. Is that like. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of a diamond record. I've heard of platinum. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> it's probably an Australian thing that we're just too stupid as Americans to understand. And I mean that very sincerely. 
I don't. Because we're dumb. Um, <laughs> we're a bunch of dumb dumb. We are. Uh, so your what would what would the Disney like equivalent be at your job? So if I'm <clears> thinking <throat> from a facilitation standpoint, um, laser show, smoke okay. machines, yep. um, full on immersion. You know, like, like a 4D experience. A 4D experience of like, welcome to the software. Put on your VR goggles now. Jokes aside, I think it would probably be something along the lines of it. It, it would almost be like a show when you go to training. <clears throat> okay, and and that would be the challenge to make even the most mundane and annoying thing to just check off the list and be excited. And it's no small feat. The pack where people cannot wait to go take a training session because you have trainers that are going to put on a fucking show for you. And you're going to walk away being like, God damn, I learned something today. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, and I want to I apply this. And we give them opportunities. And they come back, and their, their managers are like, you know, all excited, like, what did you learn? What did you learn today? Does this give you a boner to think about? I mean, Like, yeah. does it excite you? I mean, it excites me in a sense of. You really like your job. I do. It's amazing to me. It, it, it's just it, amazing to me. It's amazing that it can happen. Um, it is. Like, it, legitimately, I'm just like listening to you talk. I'm like, wow, you're really getting excited about this. Now, the thought of providing this level. I, I mean, I imagine with no constraints, like what a teacher would want to go through like yeah. on a regular basis. Like what if they had, if they were empowered to do what they needed to do mm-hmm. to create that wonderful experience for their audience. I'm going to put it. Go ahead. I'm going to put a pin in my thought, but put go ahead. Put a pin in your thought. Like, what does that look like? And I think that's where you start in those conversations. Yeah. If you could just <clears throat> take budget out <throat> of there, whatever it takes, what would be the top point? And then let's work back from there, back to the ground level, which is where you will be working. <laughs> so, We're gonna know, put, dream, start, start on the moon. Dream, you know, shoot for the stars. Uh, and then, you know, be depressed because you'll never get there. You'll burn up in orbit on the way back down. 100%. But some of your dust will remain on the earth when it's done. You'll be, mo- you'll be stardust. You'll be regular human dust in the ocean. Oh, man. Anyway, what's your pin? So uh, another one, uh, another phrase that mm. fucking, every time I hear it, it's like fucking nails on the chalkboard, is uh, empower. Ah. Empower. Every time because I hear it. Because it's an empty word. Is it, what is. it is. It would, no, you know what it is? It's someone passing the buck. Oh. I empower you to do that. I empower you to, to, you know what? That's a good idea. I empower you to figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, Fuck you! No, what is no! it? It's a lie. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not even delegating. No. That's basically just being like, <laughs> well, I love is people like, you're empowered. I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't. I have to come to you for approval. Yep. Because the last guy that did that got fucking fired. Well, you it's know. also that, and it's just someone who, I, again, every time I hear someone say it, I'm like, you just don't want to do this yourself. Like, well, you're, you're pawning this off. See, I've never had it used to me in that way. That, that, and for it would, me, it that, would infuriate me if it did. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, I've, heard, I've had it used to me that way, and I've also heard it thrown around in my immediate mm-hmm. vicinity, we'll say, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm just like, when someone says it, I'm just like, go fucking figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. If you were empowering someone to figure this thing out, in the context that's being used, and I'm like, you are just not wanting to take charge of this fucking project that has been dumped in, that you got empowered to do. The fucking empowering just rolls downhill. What if, what if they came to you and said, Justin, and let's say that what I'm about to say <clears throat> is true. All right. All right. You, you, know, you come to me like, hey, this, there's a problem, and um, you know, this is an issue, and, the, and your supervisor goes, Justin... This is a part of this is a great opportunity for you as a professional development because you want to reach 
a managerial position, mm. this kind of falls within that. Why don't we work together to figure out how we would solve this? Because this is something that you'll encounter if you eventually work your way up to that position. If, if, the, if the scenario that that sets up is true, yes. then I'd be fine with it. If it's obviously like, Justin, you know, someday you're going to be a financial director. And this is where I'm empowering you to figure out the financials of the situation. <laughs> False. <laughs> you don't want to do it. That you don't want to make the budget. Not part of my no. development plan. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's 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 lazy, is what it is. Yeah, I I've and it bugs the fuck out. In me, it's always been like <laughs> you are empowered to make this great, and I'm like, no, I'm not. That is a bald faced lie, and you are full of shit. That was mostly in my hotel years. Yeah, you are the front desk. You are empowered. No, I cannot offer anyone anything if something goes wrong right i have literally <clears throat> nothing to give them i can give them a free wi-fi password for right. 24 hours on dog shit wi-fi right and that's the thing like if you if you did give them that and then you got reprimanded you say but i i was told i was empowered well you're not you're not allowed to make those decisions. you gave them a free upgrade explain yourself so what does empowered mean yeah what does I, that mean to you i feel like you don't know what that means right and actually, I wonder if that's what I'm going to do the next time I hear that at work. Is that I'll say, if someone says to me, you know what, I empower you to do that. And I'm going to go, great. So does that mean I have carte blanche to make this happen regardless of what it takes? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? You're yeah. giving me full authority to do what I need to do. You said you're empowering me. Therefore, I am in charge of the situation. Bye. <laughs> you're out the office. So as He-Man says, I, I have the power. Exactly. Yeah. Then I'm going to make some calls and I don't want to hear anything about it. That's right. Otherwise, you're like, well, there's some restrictions. Okay, then you need to either direct me or you need to fucking do it yourself. Right. Because <laughs> to be like, I empower you to do it. That's exactly what that is. Exactly. You do this for me. You're bequeathing to me the power. Great, you're fired. Yeah, right? Because, yeah. Bye. I'm going to turn it around and fire you. Exactly. Yeah. You douchebag. Yeah. Great. It's time for your review. Two out of five stars. <laughs> time for your review. Great. <laughs> then here's what we're going to do. There we go. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and call Tracy from HR on here. This is going to be a wild one. <laughs> Clear out his calendar. I don't have... What? I don't own his calendar. What do you do now? You do, you're empowered. You're empowered to manage his... Give her access right now. We're going to change all... Nope. You're not going to go meet with the senior VP. Uh-uh. It's you and me right now. You and me right now. We are going to go through an intense feedback and team building session followed by a weekend retreat. Are you ready? <laughs> Clear his schedule. It's happening. It's happening. If you're empowering me, then that means I'm going to need a company card. <laughs> like, if you're empowering and me, and all expenses approved, we've got I some them. shit we're going to go through, my right. friend. Get <laughs> get your card out. We're going. We're doing a retreat. We're going to go and learn some shit over an uh, old culture, old country buffet. We're we're going to go down to Ryan's Steakhouse. God, and we're Ryan's doing this steakhouse. Never a sadder place to be. I remember the last time I went to a Ryan's Steakhouse, I was in college, and it was in the summer, and I walked in there. And I remember just looking around at all the other people, and I was just like, this is one of the saddest places I've ever been, especially because it was like a Chinese food special. Was it, it the was, Ryan's thing? It was not Chinese food. It was a sad <laughs> excuse. They had beef and broccoli. I just remember looking around. I'm like, I probably shouldn't come back here. I, was like, yeah. I remember my brother ranting and raving in college. He's like, oh, you got to go to Ryan's Steakhouse. It's so good. It's like delicious. And I showed up, and I was like, ah, it's like a little bit better than Golden Corral. Right. And then eventually, I remember going to Quad Cities. I was like, they have three Ryan Steakhouse. This is crazy. And then eventually, I was like, this is a terrible place to be. Absolutely. That was the beginning of the end for buffets. Where you're just like, mm, no. I was like, this is probably not okay. Did they have the chocolate fountain? 
Doesn't the Golden Corral? Doesn't it? Golden Corral has in their that. commercials. There, I was just like, and the chocolate fountain filled with all the bacteria you can imagine. Absolutely, <laughs> dip your shrimp in the chocolate fountain. God, what's wrong with us? So much. What's wrong with Jared? Us? This is what you're. When you come to America, this is what you are. Depending coming on into. where you go, pal. Like, if you can find one of these, it's worth the experience. It'll be cheap, and it will probably give you massive diarrhea, and that is part of the experience. Yeah. I. When was the last time you went to a buffet? Dude, it's been a minute. I think the last time I went to a buffet was at least at least nine years ago. No, no, no. When was I in writing? I went to the the the, the Chinese buffet up on Addison, and uh, there's the Chinese buffet. Oh, up in there. like writing at Second City. Yeah. God, that was 2012. Probably. So then was the last time I went yeah. to the Chinese buffet up there. Last time I was at like a Golden Corral or something yeah. like that. Probably two decades. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Been a long time. I was at a breakfast buffet over Father's Day weekend. How'd that go for you? Um, it was mildly disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I kind of cut uh, breakfast buffets a pass. Yeah. Because they're kind of hard to mess up and my expectations are low for most of that stuff. But even then I was like, eh, it's okay. It's not that great. Um, and it, trust me, I have low <clears throat> expectations. Justin knows this. I'm oh. Not, Gutter Although palate. I did bre- bake my very first loaf of bread. Let me tell you about Doug's bread real Woo! quick. Let me tell you about his bread. His bread was fucking delicious. Man. Delicious. I, I was shocked at how well that turned out. Yeah. I it finished. was, It was. I mean, it had a nice crust, good, soft interior. It was baked. It, no, it was, none of it was doughy still. Yeah. It was really fucking good. Man. It wasn't I, burnt. I, it's good. I finished it up today, and I even let my coworker try it, and she's pretty... <clears throat> critical and she's like it's pretty good yeah she's like this is pretty good it's a great start like, yeah like, like if that's your that. base and you're mm-hmm. going up from there i'm curious that's now. fantastic people are like what kind of bread is this i'm like bread it's white bread <laughs> like is this sourdough i'm like it's bread it's I bread put flour and yeast and water and and it came and out heat and it came out <clears throat> uh, yeah. i don't know what kind of bread it is it's bread so um but i'm curious now but it got wife and daughter approval oh yeah Jill was like, I may need one of these a week. Yep. And I was like, whoa, okay. And those quesadillas are. She wanted to too. retroactively go back and redo your vows, she said, mm-hmm. and say that, like, put it in there that you are required to do one a week. Yeah. Fortunately, you can't go back in time and redo contracts. Boom. But you can always renegotiate. Maybe. I'm just saying. I mean, I suppose. How would that go down? If you had to renegotiate when, your. When she vows, becomes a free agent, she, she could renegotiate. Becomes- didn't you tell me about something? Was it you? Someone told me that, like, again, another situation where, where millennials are ruining an industry. But um, someone, I read somewhere that millennials were considering. Oh. Some, what well do we got? Well done, Jared. What? Putting the Doug in dough. D-O-U-G-H. <laughs> well fucking done. That's a wordsmith oh, right there. Velucci just got a boner That's for some reason. Somewhere he's sitting on his couch. He's like, whoop. He's Why like, my heart? Oh, pun somewhere. Oh, well done, Jared. <laughs> That's well fucking done. good. I was reading somewhere that there were people who were considering a situation where they marry for a certain amount of time and then they decide whether or not they want to re-up. I remember this. Did we talk about this on a podcast? Possibly. Interesting. I, th- I think we probably mentioned <clears throat> it, but it made me think about that. They were going in like five to ten years. Yeah, stints I, and they I would feel like I remember this. Sign yeah. a contract and then they would go and they'd be like, do you want to... Do you want to? How's this working out? For how's us? this working out for us? Let's check in, and yeah. then they're like, "Yeah, let's keep going," or you know what? Let's call it from there. Yeah, and then they would just part ways and go. I, 
Do you think that's a good idea? Do you like that? If we already talked about this and you've heard this, then just fast Give forward shit. to this part. But told, whatever. I've told yeah. plenty of stories over again. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> where might as well be Hollywood just repackaging content. Um, I kind of like the idea of it because um, some of these old traditions and institutions, I feel like need a bit of an upgrade yeah. to kind of how we think <clears throat> nowadays. And not that I'd be like, hey, hint, hint, wife. Uh, I sure would like to renegotiate. Hey, been five years. years is coming up. Ten yeah. years happened. I think it's time to uh, take a look at our contracts. Right. Um, but I think with the amazing rate of divorce that happens and um, things like that, it's, it's not a bad idea in the relationships <clears throat> to consider something along those lines or having some sort of like determined check-in with each other. Yeah. That's not necessarily – is there is because there's certain times where you know we've all been in relationships where we're like yeah this isn't gonna work yeah Let's, absolutely we break it off and we move our separate ways right. and <clears throat> there's no reason to think that that may not happen at some point in time so maybe there's some sort of stopgap in there where it's like hey this is a formal check-in with each other how are you doing with the relationship are you good are you bad what can we do is there a way to improve this what can we do and, right. and everything like that and that as opposed to like well we're in it for the long haul right and people just tough it out for all that because it seems like something that doesn't quite match what is happening nowadays yeah in, i think relationships i think for better or worse i don't know some of it's good some of it's bad I don't sure know. yeah no i think that uh <clears throat> i think even even if you don't have a check-in i think you just need to have honesty in the in the relationship like you can because you don't need a formal check-in but if you're being honest with each other that should happen on a regular basis like if you're upset about something go look I'm really like I'm not having fun. I'm not where we thought we would be. I this and this and this. I still want to work on it, but we really need to kind of evaluate and figure out what we're doing here. You well, know, it'd like, be interesting. Like if you know, let's do a, a a less than exciting writing prompt, but which is like we live in a world where this is the standard where okay. people take different wedding it's contracts, or this is what it is. And after f- however many years you decide to sign on. You are legally required by the government to, to go, stay in for that long. To stay in for that long, <clears throat> and at the time, at the designated time of, of you get a notice. It's almost like, hey, you got to go apply for your city sticker, right? Again, it's hey, like, hey, your your marriage rent, contract, right? Your rent is, uh, or your 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 lease is your up. lease is up. You know, like you have two months to make a decision. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that forces you to go and and figure that out whether or not you want to keep going, and what would that be like? What would you know? How would that go? What, would, what do you think that would do to the culture? Oh, man, I honestly think we would see an increase in divorces because I you do think, think so? I do because I think a lot of people. I mean, would you still call it consider it a divorce? I would <clears throat> if you don't renew the contract. I don't know if it's necessarily call that a divorce. I'd call it a separation, which sounds like semantics. But that, I feel in that case, then you're not getting married. I think if you if you get married and you choose to not re up on it, then mm-hmm. you are getting divorced. The contract lapsed at that point in time. Right, I would consider the, a divorce breaking the contract. Like, you don't make it to your re-up period, and you're like, we have to fucking split now. Right, but legally, if we're doing this in this world, legally mm-hmm. you're saying you have to, you have to stand for, for the, the duration of the contract. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would call it a divorce if you break the contract. Okay. Whereas if you let the contract last... I would call that a fucking breach of contract, and you're getting sued. Breach of contract, exactly. Yeah. A.K.A. a divorce. <laughs> so, okay, so if I enter into a legal contract with the company, and then I... <laughs> And then I break that. I'm divorcing the company. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, in this, case, I'll accept it because it's dealing with 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 uh, marriage in that regard. So Jared thinks you'd have a rise in pleasant divorce. Oh, agreed. If, if that was if we were going to stick with that, yeah, it would be amicable divorce would yeah. happen. 
I think pretty regularly. So you're thinking that that uh, divorce is breaking the contract prior to the term coming up. Prior to the prior to the 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 the, time, the term of the contract because that's up, the whole thing is like yeah I mean the whole point the, the the definition of divorce nowadays is that marriage is ending right we are ending our marriage we are no longer there whereas if you it was a volunt because I guess you could do voluntary versus involuntary right but I would also say then you're not married at that point you're in, entering into a legal contract yeah so I I would I don't even like, does that still constitute a quote unquote marriage or is it at that point a partnership. Fair question. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like at that aren't point, you the partnership entering is into d- a legal contract when you get married, Justin, with each other. You're entering into a legal contract with Jesus. Uh huh. Let me evangelize for a second. Let's let's evangelize and socialize. I wish I had an organ right now so I could just start laying into <laughs> and it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when a man loves a woman, like all of a sudden you start singing <laughs> that song. I don't know why, but. Um, um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I would, I would call it if you're, if if you take it to a contractual basis, then you are, it is a partnership, mm-hmm. and if the contract comes up and you don't renew the contract, you're dissolving the partnership. Mm-hmm. I think that seems legally and contractually correct. Boom, and you've been lawyered. But in that regard, too, like marriage would, I think it would be more interesting that way because I think. I think so. The reason I think that you would see a more uh, dissolving of partnerships, mm-hmm. more quote unquote divorces, is that people would be forced to be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. It would come to a point where you're like, look, I think now a lot of people play nice. Yeah. And I think that's why, uh, I mean, look, the divorce rate's still up there, but I still think that a lot of people are just like, well, I can't. I can't get a divorce. Yeah. I have to stay in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a commitment or whatever. And so, I think that may be for the. Best in that regard. Again, so you, un- so you unintended think, consequences. So you knows? think someone sticking through something they don't want to be in is is for the best? Well, I'm talking like for the sake of the contract. What I'm thinking about. Oh, so I'm not talking okay. about real life. Got where people are like, oh, I'm div- I'm it for the long haul. Got it, got it, which is got why it. I think it's because I would also make a stipulation where um, when you first get married, uh, you have a mandatory check-in in two years. Okay, and then after you up there, you can choose to do five years. Or another two years. Okay. And then after the third check-in, you can go 10 years. You can do 5, 10. Or, like you, can, you can choose your length. Okay. But right out of the gate, you're not allowed to do 10. Right. You have to start with two so that you check in in two years and be like, are you still good? Right. Are you ready to keep, keep, keep going and everything like that? And maybe they make it so. And this is insane. This is like, I don't know, maybe a Black Mirror episode, although it doesn't really deal with technology. But the idea being that like in that first two years, you can't have kids. Oh, interesting. You have certain things that you have to abide by. Interesting. Okay. And you get certain incentives <clears throat> if you abide by them. So the, being the idea to, in order to help the overall family unit, you just can't right out of the gate go start having kids because if in two years you hate each other's guts, now you have a kid that's in turmoil right. because of it. You have to check in in two years. And then if you've proven that everything's okay, um, then you may then decide to up from there. And right. then you now have the ability to then procreate from there. That's interesting. But if you procreate out of wedlock, you're fucking dead. No. In the no, eyes of the church. There is it's in the eyes of the government. Ooh. There's no so God. There's no help. You do not get any tax breaks. In yeah. fact, you get taxed heavier. Fucking interesting. Fucking stupid is what it is. But No, that'd be interesting because interesting I mean concept, that would help right? that would help uh, some of the, the 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 dumber people from not uh, you know, having the kids. The black market kids. Right. Well, it's like it, it's, it's it's it goes very similar to what Bill was too many fucking people. So is it would there, though? it would help. Yes, there right. is. Or is there a population problem? Yes, mm. I was recently listening to Bill Burr. 
Okay, tell me. What did he say? his heavily researched podcast told me (laughs) that there's seven something billion people on the planet. He heard. (laughs) (laughs) He heard. uh, I don't know. I think he said that he, it was either, I don't know, documentary talking to someone, whatever. He was saying that somewhere there was like, someone had published that a, uh, like a, a good amount to like, for as far as resources and everything would be about a billion. And so, or like one to two billion. So he's like, we're six to, or we're, we're five to six billion people over our, like our resource limit, basically. Mm-hmm. And he goes in like in another X number of years, they're ex- estimating it's going up to 11 billion. And he's just like, uh, this is why I think there's too many people, yada, yada, yada. I think that's, the, I, from some of the research <laughs> that I've seen and stuff, it's, it's actually the population is not growing at, at that, that rate. At that rate. I still think we might have too many people on this planet. That's very possible. Um, at the very least, we should be smarter with what we do. Absolutely. With things. But I think it be, based on the development of the species, people are procreating at, less, let, at a less quicker rate, especially in the more developed countries. People take longer yeah. to have kids. Uh, whereas in obviously the less developed and growing com- countries, it's, it's more of like a numbers game. It's like X percent of you are going to die, so we've got to have yeah. as many as we can to support whatever economy and things that we're doing. But... Uh, overall, um, the growth rate is actually declining. Okay. As, as well, it has I know in, a lot the of the younger generation too is wa- they're waiting to get ma- mm-hmm. they're waiting longer to get married. Yep. So yeah, so I mean that it will actually will yeah you know uh, people inadvertently consi- affect pe- the people considering rate. their careers right. and things like that. Whereas in less developed <clears throat> countries, people are like, well, there's not much to go for, so we'll have a family because we want someone to take care of us when we right. get older. So like everything's a little bit different. But um, I forgot how we got on the. Topic of population. Oh, uh, you were saying uh, kids. Oh. people are only allowed to have kids after right. a certain number. After yeah. the after the two year check in on the contract. Yeah, yeah. I th- Which I th- again, I I like the two the two year or the five year or whatever because mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to yeah, you can't go right into the ten year. You've got to be like, all right, how does this you know? But do you think, do you think that would be? <laughs> I can see that changing like proposals. Mm-hmm. So now a guy gets down on one knee. And opens up a box with a pen in it and says, would you like to enter into a legally binding contract with me for two years? At which point we'll renegotiate and see if we want to go for an extended period. I think that's all in the subtext. <laughs> I think everyone knows what that means. You know what so I mean? people are now spending, instead of rings, they're spending money on like ivory encrusted pens and mm-hmm. all these beautiful that's what it is. It's diamond, like, diamond inlays on right? pens. Yeah. Like people start wearing, they have... Uh, pockets and always in the front they're like oh my god they've got a pen in their pocket oh you must be yeah oh you're you're contracted yeah i'm soon to be contracted yeah contract and waiting you know (laughs) in this universe right to have all their cool flair on their pens different designs my mother's (gasps) mother had this sigil on her pens (laughs) this is actually a feather quill pen he went to staples (laughs) he went to staples Uh, it's like, oh, he got a Bic pen. I right. see how he feels about this. Not too sure about the future, is he? <laughs> Every kiss begins with quills. <laughs> right? They get real fancy right. with that shit. That would be interesting. Well, though. that's what the Amish goes with quills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how they do it. <laughs> like, not this fancy Bic technology. A button. And a mechanical pen? Get not here. here. <laughs> get that shit out of here. You're, you, sir, this is your one. The one and only warning. <laughs> you get that out of here right now. I'm sorry. You want to date my daughter? <laughs> What kind of pan are you bringing? Get the fuck off of my farm. You better load that ink in manually. Right. Because I don't want any... What is this? What is this new money? Fucking dip, dip, sign, sign, motherfucker. <laughs> dip, dip, sign, sign. <laughs> and also, you know what? It, it puts... It reinvigorates the cursive. 
community because you know what we are we're not e-signing we're not e-signing anymore Ah, this is a ah. legit you got to do it and people they perfect their signatures yeah like it becomes very like (laughs) perfect it becomes this great work of art that people do right they're like this has been passed down for generations the signature with the with the swirly do's you know you had a swirly do on your signature? Hey. Son yeah. of a bitch. My dad's dad's dad started the swirly do, and Wait. it was very popular. So. Back in 1992, my dad had a swirly do. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the worst Dr. Seuss ever. <laughs> <laughs> How horrible. The, so if someone breaches their contract, mm-hmm. right? If someone, let's say someone just, uh, they, they were like, you know what? Let's say they enter into the tenure, mm-hmm. and they breach it at two. Mm-hmm. There's got to be repercussions. Obviously, there's repercussions. There has to be repercussions. 100%. So I feel like, and I feel like it's got to be something very public. Yeah. It's like it needs to be, it needs absolutely. to involve. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's written in the clause mm-hmm. in very big letters, in bold. A lot of swoop did you do? Swirly do's? Swirly do's, yeah. A lot of swirly do's. And slackty hacks. And slackty hacks, yep. God, this is a Dr. Seuss situation. And fwumpty dumps. And pokey tokes. Right, yeah. And uh, what else could be included in there? Uh, Throwdowns. 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 We got there. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. (laughs) So. uh, Throughout all of the town, they saw so many frowns until began the throwdown. Very nice. At sundown. Ooh. (laughs) With clowns. Slash, stab, gut. Dip. Dip, sign, sign. Stab, stab, <laughs> slit, stab. slit. Gash, gash. <laughs> Oi. Okay. So the throwdown today, Woo! I thought it would be interesting to have, and I know where your mind's going to go right out the gate. I know you're going to go, oh, well, these people, throwdown's done. Don't pull a dug. All right? How dare you? I Because I... How dare I? Mm-hmm. Fucking almost four years of experience fucking is how I dare. Fucking almost four years. Fucking you're, almost You're a homeowner. Look, 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 let me tell you something, you fucking homeowner. All right? Four fucking years has brought me you to this point. You take unitard and you go home. Right. You fucking homeowner. <laughs> tell me how dare I. Give <laughs> I want to see how accurate you are. Go ahead and <clears throat> on me. All right. So uh, today's throwdown is going to be employee versus employee. Okay. All right. We are going to do the... Cast members, the employees, we'll just say general employees, not the cast members, the general employees of Disney versus the general employees of Universal. Ooh. Okay. Well, I feel like the Disney crew will be a little more tight-knit. Sure. The Universal crew would probably be tight-knit... In misery. I mean, they're both. They're both groups are probably a little, little miserable. But oh yeah, they're both. Like, they're slightly broken. Feel like there's a little more love and camaraderie in the Disney camp. There's. I would say the Disney camp. The way I look at it is the Disney camp is the well organized army, and mm-hmm. the Universal crew is guerrilla warfare that you're not expecting. That's fair. Um, again, we're dealing with mental states of people that are probably a lot more broken. Right. Also. The Universal people have a chip on their shoulder. That's part of what I was going to get at. Yeah, because they're like, "You've taken fuck these from us. guys. Yeah. You think that because you got 
shit that works. Right. People that oh, actually... You've got, you've got Marvel now? You think oh. you're some shit? You communicate your processes to all of your employees so guests aren't fucking pissed off when they show up? Well, guess what? Expelleramus! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they have Harry Potter. Um, uh, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like the Disney group has like some sort of team building exercise. They've practiced. That covers this yes, sort of situation. Absolutely. In the event that you are attacked. <laughs> it's a throwdown. You are attacked by any other group of people. This is the phalanx that we they basically put on the movie 300 to like <laughs> shield left arm from thigh to shoulder protecting the man to your left <laughs> so that you can stab with your right and then they they immediately go they they throw out some, you know, code word like swirly do that everyone just goes ha! Whoa, ha, they start moving together right. and people are like, Jesus, oh my God. Right. Just, ha, house of mouse, house of mouse, house of mouse. And people are like, Jesus, Jesus. And it's like this, this coordinated effort <laughs> that also, as it starts like laying down the beat, it's like house, mouse, house, a mouse. And then it goes into a musical number while they're doing it because they've been trained to perform. They're Absolutely, always yeah. on their cast members and they go into a musical number as they're slitting throats, breaking necks, breaking wrists. Kicking groins, and it's just this, this like incredible sight that just completely throws everyone off. And as the brutality, as they're singing things like M I C, snap, snap, and K E Y, punch, punch, M O U S E, as they march over the bodies it's, of people. You, you missed, you missed a valuable M I C. See you in hell. <laughs> K E Y. Why? Because I like it. <laughs> M-O-U-S. Exterminate. <laughs> exactly. I feel like there's an indoctrination on that side of things that makes them a terrifying okay. force to, to deal with. Okay. The fact that that woman goes, Hail Hydra, shows that she is committed to she's, her job. She's in it to win it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, what happens when they think they've gotten everyone, but then all of a sudden a whole force of universal soldiers starts popping out of garbage cans because that's where they nap and they come out of fucking trees and they're digging themselves out of dirt holes they've made and they just fucking come in from behind. Well, see, that's the thing is phalanx never fails, Justin. They're prepared for that. Who remind me who won? At the battle of the, the Thermopylae, uh, the battle of the tiny the tiny gap, <laughs> Xerxes, because right because right they had a they had a traitor in the group that mm. led them behind, and then they were outnumbered. But you're saying that you don't fucking think Donald Duck has been shit on for so long that he's not going to fucking go over and go, guys. I, <laughs> I couldn't do it, but I was like, guys, I got some information for you. Or how about this? Like you're saying that the Universal employees are going to outnumber. The Disney employees? Maybe. False. If anyone's Xerxes' army, it's Disney. All right. So, okay. <laughs> as far as sheer numbers. You can't make them both 300 and Xerxes. If we're, talking by, if we're talking by sheer numbers, they are the Persians in numbering in millions that march upon the, the, the great land of Florida. Do they have Transformers? <laughs> Do they have Transformers? Just saying, those guys are big. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they're, they're going to outnumber the universal sure. people. Sure, Hands down, and they are all indoctrinated. <laughs> so you're saying, without a shadow of a doubt, Disney people for the win. But I, yes, but I did give a full explanation. I didn't pull a Doug. You didn't, yes. yes. Disney workers for Disney the win. Disney workers for the win! Woo! 
That was a fun one. You did. You did understand why I preface one hundred percent because I could easily hear you go Disney. Fuck off. But the thing was, is I took into account. I'm glad you prefaced it, but I also was like, well, the Universal people are pretty disgruntled. Did so, like, I was considering right. all that sort of stuff, but they're just better trained at Disney <laughs> in all aspects. That's, all, that's it. Yeah, that's all it. So, woo, that was fun. That was ah. so much fun. Justin, what do you got to uh, promote or recommend? Oh, boy. Uh, what do I got to promote? Season two of Barry is fucking amazing. I put off oh. watching it, but fuck me, it's good. It is so good. Nice. So, highly recommend watching that. Uh, I just started. Oh, 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 oh. CNN has uh, some cool docuseries they do. There's something called uh, the 1960s, oh, the 1980s, yeah. the 1970s, 2000s, 90s. Um, and each one of those decades is eight episodes. And every one of them has like two episodes about TV, one episode about like a big political thing, one episode about a war, one episode about music, one episode about technology. And it kind of goes through uh, each decade, and it, it breaks down by category like that. Uh, we just watched the... I've seen a couple of them, but we just watched the music of the 80s. It was mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Oh, it's so good. So good. And they now have a new one that's playing. It's just called The Movies. And oh, it really? goes through movies oh. of the 80s, the 90s, that's and stuff. Cool. So that one I watched last night, holy shit. Nice. So CNN is really killing it in the docuseries game right now. So... The the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, like the general ones are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm still look I, I think the the movies is still new enough to where they mm-hmm. haven't released it externally yet. But that's uh, awesome. If you can, check that out. That's really cool. Yeah. Um I'd recommend uh Black Pants Legion on YouTube. Check out Tex and all of his really hilarious videos uh regarding Space Station thirteen. If you are not familiar with this purely insane game highly recommend you head over there check out his channel check out uh the stuff that he does and get just a rough idea of what's waiting for you in this incredibly non-intuitive and free game uh check it out uh he's very funny very entertaining check it out on youtube black pants legion look for tex and all of his videos that he does based on that game uh, also schitt's creek got a nomination nice uh, emmy nomination Fantastic. so uh yeah in your uh, stick that in your pipe in your pipe I uh, want to thank uh, Twitch. Thank you guys for listening as usual. Our regular folks for chatting. And it has out. been a uh, amazing chat today. It has been very I active. I feel bad that we haven't, very uh, active. Yeah. We haven't gone back to some of that stuff, but we kind of got on a tear with some things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Twitch, as always. If you guys uh, want to check us out on all our social medias, look for us on at MindGapPodcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, uh, check us out on Twitch. Follow us, twitch.tv slash MindGapPodcast. That way you can... Check us out as we record our episodes live. Join in the conversation. We always love chatting with you all. You're fucking fantastic. And also, Justin... Oh, also something else to promote. The newest episode of Doug Watches Awkward Videos is out and about. Uh, It was recommended by the wonderful Jared Urbis, where I watch The World's Fastest Violinist, and it is one hell of a a a, show. It's a ride. It's a ride. Yeah. That's for sure. So check that out. And we do have another one that was just submitted by uh, Robert Robert Ballmeyer. And I watched it. It's something. I cannot wait. Ugh. Immediately, the first thing I got done watching, and he goes, how many knee sweats do you think that'll give Doug? Oh, boy. If you guys like, got something baby. awkward that you want me to watch, send it over to mindgappodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just make sure that Justin sees it. I'm not going to watch it in advance because that's what's the fun part is I get to watch it and record it and yep. release it to you guys. So Good send stuff. that over with your suggestions. Justin is also on social media as well. On Instagram and Twitter, it's at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's spelled the fun way. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, on uh, Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. You can subscribe to us, write us, review us, share us around. 
and just do all the things that we ask and it means a lot to us so thank you if you have done it and if you haven't please do it and we'll say thank you when you do it yes uh and then two east com slash mind gap and two east com in general uh and then keep an eye on all two east eighths uh, social presences uh we've got some cool stuff coming up and uh that's all i got nice uh justin thank you so much douglas thank you listeners thank you so much mm. twitch thank you so much uh And we will see you all next week. Mind Gap Podcast.